Welcome to Fragmental. Uh, an amusing take on random topics. So we are, what are we doing? We are still in COVID. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, so here's kind of what we were thinking. We've spent the last several episodes talking about COVID, what's going on during COVID. So we thought, let's talk about something we liked before COVID that we can't do anymore. And well, that's not and not anymore. It's something we can't do currently because I'm assuming currently. I heard some good stuff about some antibiotics or some vaccines coming out. Or oh, working on, oh shit! Out of Oxford, yeah, yeah. Oxford well, they know and, what they're uh, doing. Oxford does. Fuck yeah! I mean, they have a British. It's no accent, Harvard, so but they know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. And they're wigs. <laughs> and they're. But um, we we decided to have a friend on, and actually, it may be a familiar voice to some of you because we did have him on before. So we have a guest, our friend Jason, um, and we wanted to welcome. talk about concerts a little bit. So, Jason, welcome back. Well, thanks for having me back. I mean, I think it's impressive that you thought there'd be someone that listened has listened for that many consecutive episodes and recognizing it Ouch. voice twice. <laughs> well, All three. If of I'm not missing. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, if the, if anybody wants to listen to episode three, I think you were on episode three. <laughs> Go back and well, familiar size, but familiar I'm kidding. Size. Well, this I'm is very excited for your growth. I know you guys can't stop, won't stop. You, you you've gone through a pandemic. Uh, life struggles. I mean, I'm proud of you too. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, man. That's us. <laughs> I mean, trials and tribulations of fragmental. You know, that's, uh, exactly. That's right. The life, the life and times of fragmental. You're right. I mean, we're a year away from a book, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. And those movie rights. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, we got to start like getting the, some is it, but it, is it gonna be like the Blind Side, but for podcasts? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Dave, why the Blind Side though? Who's, who's who plays fucking so I would Sandra you, Bullock? You adopted. Well, I don't know. I was gonna let you two figure out. Who, say, who's Dave, the, who? You adopted a large Jew named Mike, and <laughs> with a golden voice. That <laughs> Look at this. This shit is writing itself right now. I know. I mean, that's. I mean, I. I don't know who doesn't want to hear that or see it. <laughs> see. Well, they wouldn't want to see me clearly. But yeah. I think that's where we got to go first. When well, you're one year anniversary of Fragmental, you guys got to do a video pod where you got to cut like a, uh, you know, dual stream there where people we can passed, actually see. We passed the one year. We're coming up on oh, two. Oh, shit. Man. Really? Yeah. We're coming up on Holy two. Falls. Yeah. So this, is well, my annual, do... this is my annual visit. <laughs> when, you, when you do an episode every fucking three to nine weeks, you know, the time goes by pretty quick. <laughs> I am nine. your. I am your uh, I'm your podcast OBGYN. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> We're here. Yeah, we tried to clean it up before you got here, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're sorry about we're sorry about that. Yeah, there's uh, just some beast you can't tame. So <laughs> exactly. Mike likes to leave a little bit of stubble down there. I don't know why, but he does. Hey, like I said, I, I like to leave a little burn. Just well, you, you you favor the trapezoid, right? <laughs> yeah i mean i'm a fan uh, you know i like a little bit you know not i'm not full on 70s but i do like a little bit yeah yeah sure or the abraham lincoln like a big strip up top with a little bit of frizz at the bottom <laughs> yeah, wow I'm, with a hat to, you got it since we're talking about concerts i'm a big fan of the harry <laughs> <laughs> so, oh wait the- episode eight if you're if you want a familiar voice i went back and look it's episode eight well there we go there we go i'm glad to Two be back and- Two Thank and one make three. March first, twenty March first, twenty nineteen. Holy crap. That was a good All episode, right. man. 
That was a good episode. Thanks, man. Well, I'm glad to be back. back. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, no problem. Oh, Wait, we then. hear um, when Mike and I were talking about like, what to talk about next. We talked, you know, we said oh, concerts. We were talking about concerts, and he's like, "Oh, you got to get Jason on because that dude's been to like a thousand different concerts of all different styles and types." Is that true? I literally, I literally think that I, I have got to be beyond the one thousand. I, I, I'm say, it's safe to say it's one thousand. Really? The That's first awesome. show I ever went to, and I know we're gonna get into some of this later, but the first show I ever went to, I was fifteen. 15 years old. So I'm, I'm well into two decades worth of shows. And um, there was a period of time in my life I was going to three or four shows a week. Um, that was like my main hobby, like, man. So. Like actual concerts or just like live shows? Uh, like actual, actual concerts, man. I'd, I'd be going to, you know, the various local venues around town, bopping around. I still haven't completed the perfect week. The most concerts I've ever seen in a row is six days straight. Um, I never got through the seventh one. It was just, I can only blame the fine schedulers here in, in Columbus, Ohio for not scheduling a seventh show. I was willing to go to anything. Like you could have had like some crazy ass, and I know a lot of people love Yo-Yo Ma, but I would have gone to Yo-Yo Ma less than that <laughs> sweet, sweet digger I know it's not digger Um, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Is that, like, would... is that just like an Asian thing that you had, like, you just got to help each other out? <laughs> well I, again i would have gone gone anyways but if it was for a you know asian pride i totally totally but i mean there, had to have, that, there wasn't even like a willie phoenix show going on i mean willie's playing all the time you know it? i i could have you know that's a great call i probably could have gone to a more local or indie show um and uh I, you know I, I just tapped out so maybe i can only blame myself maybe i'm just a flight to <laughs> so do, have you ever been to willie phoenix Honestly, I cannot say I've been to a the only reason I said that. that Willie's that, been that sounds like a real sexy time, though, Mike. Well, he's been playing for years. My dad used to manage him, um, but he's got a little bit of a following here in Columbus. He's actually he's talented as hell. Um, you know, hit he had a record deal back in the 80s, but uh, yeah, he's still around. I have some friends really? who go to a lot of local, a lot of local, you know, bands and whatever, and he, he's one of the ones they frequent. Willie Phoenix actually just even recorded and uh, distributed music last year. I just typed in Willie Phoenix into uh, into the old uh, Google machine, and it says that Willie Phoenix, Willie Phoenix doing work. He's he published something last year, August tenth. Uh, Willie Phoenix not, not fade away. Willie Phoenix is he like eighty? No, I mean he's probably. It just sounds 80s. like an, like a, somebody from the sixties. He's probably in his. He might be in his sixties now. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, talented as shit. But I, I digress. So, man. Yeah, let's so get off of the let's get going off of at it Phoenix. For, going at it for twenty years, man. That's awesome. Thanks, man. That's uh, it's been a lot of work, a, a, a passion project. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Yeah. So his book, um, his book on concerts comes out in three weeks. So for listeners, you can actually you know, that would be I'm, sweet. I'm, a buddy of mine once tried to get me to do a actual book because I, I, for the most part, I would say I'm at an 85 completion rate. Recently, you know, with people going e-tickets, it's really throwing me off. But I actually have every concert stuff that I can think of, with the exception of e-tickets and uh, maybe shows that didn't have a real ticket to. So, for example, if like Ohio State did like an OUAB for the kids, right, where they where they bring acts in. They don't actually offer tickets to that. You just got to show up and show your buck ID, what have you. But I, I do have almost, I have binders full of, of ticket stuffs downstairs awesome. in my basement. That is um, awesome. So I can literally go through the chronology of, of my shows. That is cool. That is very cool. I, I have a lot of them. Um, 
there's a few that I probably don't have or just didn't really give a shit enough to keep the ticket. So right. I was going to say, you guys are better than me. That's pretty much how I've done it. I, I you know, be like, yeah, I had a great time. You have the stuff, and I have no fucking clue what it is. <laughs> <laughs> there's this wad of paper in my pocket. That could be it. Nope, it's a receipt. Yeah, it, it's probably in a pile of puke in a trash can somewhere. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know how your concerts go. I was like, is it your puke in your trash can, or what are we talking about <laughs> Uh, no, not really. I mean, I can hold my shit pretty well. <laughs> um, so it's someone else's puke. I like oh, it. For sure. Go. For sure. Um, so, yeah, man, what was, uh, I guess we can kind of go around the whore here, man. Uh, Jason, what was your last uh, Was your last show? Uh, you know, last show I went to, uh, interestingly enough, and slightly embarrassing, um, given the uh, relative age of myself, uh, is <laughs> I went to a dashboard confessional show on March the 7th right here in Columbus, Ohio, which uh, unbeknownst to me in most of America, and especially here in Columbus, that, you know, who would have known that, you know, two weeks later, we were all told to uh, stay in our houses uh, not going to do anything um, and not really interact. So uh, it was kind of a, it was a wild, wild turn of events, man. So, but it, it certainly uh, had a good time. Doesn't dashboard confessional just make you want to stay in your house for a long, very, very long time? So that <laughs> might have that, that might have led into the reason. Like the governor is like, oh, "Fuck it, we just <laughs> we just got to end it here." Everybody's We're quarantining got, you know, this shit. Stay, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't I, keep a I can't keep a dry eye. So, I mean, I'm I'm legitimately surprised they're still around, but I think they're like, didn't he kind of have a resurgence lately? Yeah, man. I mean, so here's here's my history with Dashboard Confessional. I'll keep it relatively quick because I'm guaranteeing no one dialing into your pod gives a shit about Jason's experience with Dashboard <laughs> Confessional. Oh, oh they, they do. <laughs> they do. But you know what? The, the interesting thing for me, like you talk about how long I've been going to shows or like at least I was sharing that. Um, so 20 years of listening to Dashboard, they have been around forever, Mike. I mean, I remember being in, in like my buddy's basement and uh, his buddy, Travis. So as a friend of friend, Travis, this individual said, hey, guys, you got to listen to this guy. I call him the one man army. And we're like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> He's like, it's a guy that literally does nothing but just play an acoustic guitar. And he like writes his own shit. And, and it's all like heartfelt fucking you know ballads and emo shit. And I'm like, oh, all right, yeah. let's put that in. And, dude, oh my god, absolutely! <laughs> I, I really cool because I feel like crying right now. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, you're his but demographic was, then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, this was like in the late '90s, right? And like, absolutely fell in love with Dashboard Confessional. Uh, was totally into it ever since. I know, Mike, you shared uh, your love for Vindicated off of the uh, Spider-Man <laughs> Two soundtrack. Uh, a big MTV hit, uh, but yeah, he he went away for a while, right? Because that was you know probably in the you know you know after the late mid to late two thousands, you know that middle period, nothing really happened. But over the last five years, started releasing you know some pretty decent new music again, and he's back out. He's touring. Uh, incidentally, the tour that was live, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was actually a reunion, not a reunion show, or I don't know, it's almost like a celebration show of like fifteen years of a certain album. So. Dude's been around for a real long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I'm glad to see him have a chance to come back. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. doing his thing, man. Well, I mean, kind of, right? And I, as I, you know, <laughs> we, we talked about, the guys know where I'm going with this. You know, COVID hasn't been good for everyone. Uh, it's really been good for really no one. But, uh, you know, for those that has been good for, this is not it. Dude got into a motorcycle accident, man. Broke, like, both of his arms, I believe a collarbone. He's been in the hospital most of COVID. He just got released, so, you oh, know. wow. 
Well, it's not like he was going to perform anywhere anyway. So, kind of, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to have a fucking accident, like now's the time to have it. May as well fuck my bike up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so crazy experience at this this show, right? Um, so it was at Newport, uh, which incidentally, I don't know if you guys knew, it's for sale. So if you guys are looking for I saw the that. oldest, yeah, the oldest standing theater in America, if I recall correctly. Um, music venue in America is the Newport Music Hall here in Columbus, Ohio, and it is for sale. So if you have, I believe it only all it's going to cost you, I think is I want to say like five hundred thousand dollars, maybe seven fifty. But uh, you too I, can be the owner of history. I thought they were asking actually a ridiculous amount because it's dilapidated, it's beat up. I I felt like it was in the millions because I was like, really? I was like, what? Like you know, you're the Newport, right? <laughs> I mean, ton of history, but. I mean, it's that is not a, yeah, that that is not well put Dude, together building. We should buy it and then we could do live oh, podcast shit. at the theater. Oh man, two year anniversary goals. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so 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 what I was gonna say, what I was saying was, uh, it, so you're right. I think it is like four million bucks. I apologize uh, I, for anyone that was listening and thought they could buy the Newport for under a million dollars. I apologize for five hundred grand. But, I would have tried to put it together. No joke. <laughs> four million amount. Um, so, so think about where we were two weeks after that, right? So this is March 6th, March 7th is when we saw the show. Um, and two weeks after that, everyone's, you know, stuck at home. There's a lot of uncertainty around like, oh man, you know, there's a billion different like symptoms you could be paying attention to for COVID, right? Is it temperature? Is it coughing? Whatever. And, um, so we, we had gone to this show up on the second deck, you know, the balcony area. They actually sprayed people with pepper spray because two assholes got into a fight at a dashboard confessional show. <laughs> they were trying to outcry each other. I mean, it was ridiculous. I mean, at one point, like, so Chris Carava, the lead singer of Dashboard, like, hey, everybody chill out, everybody chill out. And, like, everyone's like, uh, how much chill can we get? Um, <laughs> and he's, like, pointing up into the balcony. And, and, like, I start coughing. My wife starts coughing. And we're like, what the fuck? And people are all coughing because, you know, they, they've thrown this gas out there. And so where I'm tying that back to COVID is, you know, a couple weeks later, my wife looks at me and goes, oh, God, think about how many people are coughing at the Newport. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, those two assholes that were fighting during fucking like hands down or fucking screaming in Fidelis really <laughs> fucked us all up. Thanks for creating a super spread moment, you dicks. Yeah. <laughs> What what the hell were they fighting over dashboard confessional? Were they both fighting over who would white knight the young lady <laughs> in the corner? You know, no, she does not shit. You know, I mean, what? oh, that's funny. It's over who had more tissues in their pocket. That's true. <laughs> uh, they were in their fields. It happened. <laughs> what, it what about you. you guys? What was the last it show you guys went to? Uh, for me, it was, um, con- like full on concert. I, I think I w- went to a couple like bars afterwards and just saw some local bands, but, um, but it was, uh, Justin Timberlake at the nationwide arena. So Ma- the man of the woods tour, man of the, the woods? man of the woods it? tour. Oh, yes. The go. man <laughs> of the woods tour. Yeah. Look at like, fuck! Look at Jason coming out with, out of the blue with the actual, Dude, the titles see, and everything. Hey, that's <laughs> he's, why he's here. He's, Exactly. That's He's like an encyclopedia de concert. Your your talent booker must have been a hell of a guy. Uh, that would, yeah, exactly. Yeah, our, yeah, the guy in the guy in our PR department. <laughs> get, 
gave Jason a call to say, "Hey, uh, you available?" Like, and this was like four months ago. I mean, <laughs> it was right. so. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, we're, we had to really booked. try to book this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it was literally four minutes before the show. Hey, you busy? Um, we hear but, you're no, familiar it, with Men in Woods. I said yes. yes. <laughs> this is this is a, this is yeah. a place of knowledge for me. Here, here we go. No, me. it's uh, it, it, yeah, you know what? I show? was. I mean, I mean. I went with um, my wife and like all of her friends, so it was just well, and well, all of her friends and like, one of their husbands. So, um, but they're like huge fans, and they said afterwards, like the, the last time they saw him, they thought it was better last time. I was kind of like, okay, it's good, and he's super talented. I, I mean, you can't get me wrong; he's, um, I've seen him on a bunch of interviews. And, you know, he, he does all of this t- type of music. He's so I'm like, this ought to be pretty good, and it was good and then i got kind of bored with it and it was just like ugh, okay here we go you know it's just i don't know i get maybe i'm just getting old and cranky or whatever it may be but um it was not i don't it wasn't awful but it wasn't like oh my god that's like like the one of the best shows ever because where we were sitting wasn't that great and then it, stuff would get blanked out and so here's to, my here's my problem with, with justin and you can i would like your opinion on this right have you been to his other shows no this is the first one i've ever been to I Only went. To, to. I went to his. It was the 2020 experience, which was the tour. Before oh, that's his. This. Yeah, that's his big album. That's a huge right? album. And um, both my wife, my now wife, and I felt that he's he's such a pro, pro, right? But it's all overproduced. Like he knows literally for the next three hours every single thing that's going to happen. And I think it kind of takes away from the spontaneity of oh, the, yeah. the energy of the show. I don't know if you experienced that, but that that's what we thought. That's a you know what? That's a good call out because everything I mean, obviously because of the dance moves and stuff, it's choreographed, but to your point, it's like everything happened at the moment that it was supposed to happen. You know what I mean? It's like there wasn't there wasn't that like he pulled somebody out of the randomly out of the crowd to do something. You know what I mean? It was Correct. all like boom, 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 boom. That's probably a good. Um, I think that's a solid description. I would picture that's what probably most major pop shows are like, right? Because, it, like, if it's a rock band and you got a solid guitar player, he may just riff one off, and you know he's feeling the groove, so they let him go for five minutes. You know what I mean? Like that. That's yeah. not happening at a JT concert. No. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. I would agree with that. that's a good. That's a probably a good explanation of what was going on i mean it wasn't i mean the, there was a couple songs i mean i like the 2020 album so um some songs in there that like okay this is cool and they did a great job with them and i didn't i don't listen to him regularly so i didn't know some of the newer stuff but um it's okay but, to admit to listen to him regularly this is your pod. No. <laughs> hey it's there's it's, a lot of stuff a... i've admitted to there's a lot of stuff i've admitted to on this podcast that i probably wouldn't <laughs> say in, in person and i'm literally and i'm literally like distancing myself from justin timberlake so um no it's seriously i don't i don't know a lot of his on, stuff but mirrors like, doesn't do it for you Oh, Mirrors is a great song. That's off the 2020 album, though. I it have is, the 2020 probably, album. That's probably my favorite Just Timberlake song. Yeah. Wow. I'll go that. I yeah. mean, I don't. It's not like I'm an avid listener, but that's one. Uh, look, I can. Oh no! no, no come on, f- f- come on, Mike. Free yourself on the podcast. <laughs> um, I, I can't on Justin Timberlake, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> We've we've His just now turned fra- fragmental smoking. into a a Justin Timberlake fan uh, yeah. podcast. Fan podcast. Um, I mean, I'm going to rename this. Yeah, I have no shame. We're going to rename the JT, the JT episode. So, right. Um, <laughs> I will give props to his wife, though. Jesus, Jessica Beale. Oh yeah, 
Oh, you like you? Oh, Jessica Biel, absolutely. A little bit. She's you, put you, together. Uh, you lukewarm and fun. Yeah, you uh, got a problem. Right. With this, is, this is going to sound terrible, but uh, her shoulders scare me. That's all. I, that's all. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad <laughs> she's a physically shoulders. fit woman. But is that like more like because they're broad or because they're like because she's she was never I I feel like she's lost too much weight over the years. Really, I feel like she could bench press me right now with no no questions think, asked. Okay, all right. <clears throat> like because when she was in the Chuck and Larry movie, Adam Sandler, I yeah, I was feeling it. Wasn't she and on I the Seventh Heaven show with that molester? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think so. <laughs> oh, I didn't we, watch we it, to... but I didn't watch it, but I do think you are correct. <laughs> First, you're going to deny your love for Justin Timberlake. Now you're going to deny your love for Seventh Heaven. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Was um, she in Seventh Heaven? I don't I mean, know. Well, was wasn't there like a family days. show on like fucking WB or some That's shit? Not, yeah, wasn't it like <laughs> Seventh Heaven, something, something tree or other? Um, <laughs> One Tree Hill. No, yeah. that's a U two song. Okay, okay, then not that. But um, and Dawson's Creek. Like, weren't the? I didn't watch any of them, but weren't those like? It was days? Seventh Heaven. Jessica Biel oh, was Mary Camden, the second oldest child in the family drama Seventh Heaven. I feel like Dashboard Confessional would have got quite a bit of airplay on that show. Oh, my God. That would have been the fucking soundtrack of life on that show. Oh, man. So what was the last concert, Mike, you you watched? Let's get so, off of JT. So um, since Literally. we're sticking with the, th- the theme <laughs> of embarrassment, um, I don't know that – I mean, this wasn't like a big, huge concert, but it was like the local um, – the the – the violet festival you know what little little small town festival and the band was docking docking oh, <laughs> wait they came to pickerington yeah last year last summer shut up <laughs> it was uh you know hey man I'll, I'll still give him credit man those guys are they still try with <laughs> with the original like Don Dockin and George Lynch and I mean the full. I don't know if it original... was the full. I don't know if it was the full original, but definitely uh, lead singer at least two or three of them. I don't think okay. it was just one of those where it's like one guy still in the band, so they call it whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, because he owned because he was smart enough to like like trademark the rights to his own to yeah. the name by himself. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, if, a little if alone again. Su- yeah, a little, for... lo- Go ahead. No, alone again. That was like their that one was of their, their big, big songs. One. I mean, yeah. look for coming to a small town. I give them credit, man. I mean, they could still play. The year before that, it was Soul Asylum, who I used to like back in the '90s, and they were awful when they came here two years ago. Really? Oh man, it was awful. And I'm like, man, actually, um, uh, who was the band that played before them? Um, believe it or not, they had an opener at the Violet Festival. Yes. <laughs> um, Cracker. You know, huh. of stoned fame. Uh, <laughs> oh yes! And those guys are complete like fifty-year-old dads now. Um, I mean, they may even have been wearing like Jesus sandals, <laughs> and uh, they were god awful. And I'm like, man, I really expected a lot better from this. <laughs> Do you remember their song "Low"? I can't Maybe think not. of it right now. I'm sure I've heard it because I mean, back in that the was... '90s, man, they were a good band. Mm-hmm. That was their big hit from the '90s, yeah, for sure. Mid '90s. Yeah. Now we're now we're back on one-hit wonders. Mm-hmm. Oh mm. yeah. 
Nothing better than semi-sonic, but that's I digress. I know you guys already oh. covered that. Oh. Yeah, but we I don't um, think we touched on semi-sonic. Semi-sonic though. Closing was, time? You guys didn't say closing time? Come on. I don't think we did. Uh, the, there was no, I don't think we did either. But Well, the problem it, was we the, couldn't that, fit it all in an hour. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like a that's a 9 or 10 part episode. You know what I mean? That's to get to all the one hit wonders. We could definitely go back there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we there's uh, we could and we actually we might actually do some I was told the other day by Carrie that we need really need to do research before we do these podcasts. So how about um, no? I mean, yeah, exactly. That's, wait, 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 wait. What was her? What was her? What was her gripe? Let's let's talk specifics here. Are we allowed to air that right now? I, well, we can. I mean, I, I, I mean, she just, you know, she said all good podcasts do some research, and I asked, then I responded with, "Why do you want us make us do work? I mean, we have fun doing this. I don't want to work at it. I mean, I just want to, you know, come on. Make no mistake. Like, ah. No one would accuse us of being good, Dave. Oh, I mean. well, I said that, and she, and and kudos to Carrie for this. She said. You guys aren't bad. I mean, you guys are pretty. She would classify us as a good podcast. Yeah, that's good. I have that in writing because I, I screenshotted it and saved it into a file. So I have it. So when she says, you, I think you guys are shit, I go, uh, well, you said this here back on the state <laughs> at this you exact should, time. You should frame it. Frame it and put it in the uh, studio, man. Exactly. Yeah, in the studio, yeah. right next to Batman. What's that? That's our listener. <laughs> so, hey, by the way, um, be, the way that Transistor does our math, we're up to eight. We were down to six. We're back up to eight. So eight, the f- eight, eight, what's eight? eight listeners? Oh, eight I mean, listeners. Yeah. I don't know how. So the way looking at the downloads and stuff, we're probably at closer to fifteen regular, yeah. and then probably another twenty, somewhere between twenty and thirty, who seem to listen sporadic. Yeah, but I what I've noticed is it measures it in the within the first thirty days, like the first twenty four to seventy two hours, and the next first thirty days. If we crank out more of these faster, the number goes up. I, I think their fucking algorithm is off or something mm. like that. So. You know what would be a really big pull for you guys to really give your 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 pot a boost? What's that? Is, that? is a guest appearance from Dockin. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what? No, we should interview Dashboard Confessional. Oh well, oh. I mean he's got nothing but time on his hands right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> would he feel actually? When I speaking of, speaking of Dockin, what's that? I said, would he feel vindicated? <laughs> oh, there it is! Oh, there! You, wow, <laughs> that was fucking awful. I didn't even know that until if you're until leave, ten minutes ago. If you're gonna if you're gonna leave the door open, I'm gonna take it. I mean, come on. I know. Yeah. Well, for the 15 people that listen to this, if you guys are familiar and love some dashboard, please leave something in the comments there on uh, iTunes or Spotify <laughs> or wherever. Yeah, where, yeah wherever you fucking listen to it, because nobody's leaving comments anywhere. We have Twitter. Even you can leave. Oh, it. come on! You gotta engage. Do, have you guys been pumping your Twitter on this thing? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, we're, we're up to, I think, Mike, 115 followers now. <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. Nice. Yeah, Mike. Mike's like, I, I don't know how to do this social media stuff. He posts something, he gets like fucking 800 people replying and laughing and liking. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'll, I'll say something. Crickets. Fucking crickets. <laughs> and I'm like, I think you have the, you, you can handle the fragmental podcast from here on in. So, um, I know anyway. funny. I, I don't know social media. I just know funny. That's a, yeah, I mean, <laughs> True. I'm terrible at that shit. I'm just I can make. I, I believe in you. You yeah. can do. It. I, Anyways, yeah. you're so. <laughs> anyway, so Doc, we're at Docking. That was the yeah, last concert so, you saw. But you know what? I mean, again, for being what it was, a small town festival. You know what? They were solid. It was a name. You know, I mean, we've had. You know, were we're going to talk about. I mean, they were okay. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't call them good. But did it cost money to see, or was it just part of like, hey, I'm paying five dollars from the Violet Festival? It's just part of what you do. <laughs> Um, that's exactly what it is. You pay to go in okay. 
And it's more of like, yeah, I'm here to support the cause that they even do this, you know. And but I mean, I got to give them credit; they're trying to get a band you've heard of, you know. I mean, so I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, I mean, we've had I think Eddie Money came three different times. Oh come on! I mean, we didn't Eddie Money Money just die? He did. That's what I thought. What? I mean, we've we've had two tickets to Paradise, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, two tickets to Violet. Um, I mean the the thing is like Eddie Eddie Money has come out with uh, like over the years has had some good songs right I mean Take Me Home Tonight still it's overplayed but it was a damn good song um, but the thing is like as a performer he literally like he still wears a, wore a sport coat and nice. just kind of walked back and forth looking like like in the fall at, when it's hot like he's wearing a sports coat oh, I mean this was a... like late July and... no wonder he died <laughs> of heat stroke. I mean, he would, and he just kind of paces back and forth, you know, he'll look to the left of the crowd, look to the right of the band, like kind of, he almost looks like he's just having a conversation he's performing. So it wasn't like the most entertaining, but you'd be like, oh my God, I heard that song 25 years ago. You know, I mean, but hey, we've, you know what, like I said, they get some names here. Blessed Union of Souls came the first year we moved here. Oh, beautiful. I mean, I mean, Pickerington's really taking care of you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the uh, top we, quality acts at the Violet yeah. Fest. I mean, we're really, you know, we, we like to go when guys are in their prime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a whole other different pod. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, all right. So what do you guys think? Like, what makes a good show? You know, I mean, I think that's probably different for everyone. So... I don't know who wants to kick us off. What, what makes a good show? I, for me personally, what makes a good show? It, it just might much like when I'm at a great sporting event, right? It's got to be something that it's certainly something I can't do on my own, um, and it certainly has to, you know, uh, hit me in a way that that just brings me a, a lot of joy, right? And it, I guess that that's a weird definition for a lot of people, but. That's probably the, the reason why so many people like different kinds of music, different kinds of shows. Um, a, a really, really great example for me uh, specifically is, um, you know, two of my favorite artists, uh, at least current artists that I would go see hands down any moment, any time, uh, The Killers. And uh, I'm not afraid to admit it, Lady Gaga, one of the best, best shows out there. Um, really? And it's because I feel like they're all so talented in a way that I will never be. That it takes me to a different place, man. I just, I'm just like, man, this is a good time, and I can really admire uh, getting out of my own mental zone for three hours and admiring someone else just absolutely kill it. No, I like that. I mean, I, I and I think you're right. Um, I mean, Lady Gaga is, I mean, she's immensely talented. She, I mean, probably one of the more talented people out right now. And then the killer, I love the Killers too, and the singer because what is he five two, 115 pounds. And dude has Agreed. such a big voice. Well, and you know what's interesting um, for the for the Killers fans out there. I mean, and you know, I, I guess for folks that are maybe even just newer to the Killers over the last ten years, um, it wasn't say about me that most of my music references are going back twenty years now. Uh, that's a little terrifying. But that said, um, watching the Killers change. You talk about this little guy. He used to not talk between songs. He used to not engage the audience. They used to be a band that would have their set done in about 50 minutes, right? Because they would just blast through their 12 to 15 songs. They're just done. And to see them go from that to like headlining Lollapalooza, right? Where they're literally charged with entertaining 
hundreds of thousands of people all at once in the, the to your point that huge massive sage presence and watching that evolve over time uh probably much like again you know you make a correlation to sports or other things you know watching an, a, someone that's really good at something get better at it over time it's, it's pretty phenomenal that is pretty cool what about you guys what do you think yeah dave what about you uh this is gonna sound weird but i don't know if it's gonna sound weird or not fuck it uh, is, is the 2020 the, experience. I loved it so much. <laughs> no. and it was... I never saw the 2020 experience. I might have liked it better than in the woods tour. Whatever the fuck that thing was. Um, is a band that actually sounds remotely close to how they sound on the album. So that it sounds weird because that just means that that's how talented they are. They didn't have to do a lot of fucking editing and mixing and whatever. I've gone to concerts before where they sound, the band you're like okay cool you know they're not going to sound perfect because it's live right they're not going to sound exactly like the audio recording but it's not even fucking remotely close like somebody else is up there playing their songs um but the other piece of it is is just the the spontaneity of it you know what i mean that that they're just they're going you can see them enjoying it i think the one of the one of the best concerts actually two of the best concerts i've ever seen were were um the foo fighters in nashville tremendous um, love them that just unbelievably so like he could just he just came he's like he loves being there i mean that's that just came through um he was still in the he still had the he could walk but he still had the um the guitar chair guitar oh dude he was on the throne because he'd broken his yeah. leg yeah it, it was at the near the end where he was actually up and walking but they came out and said look we just play until we're done we feel like we we're done so the show could go two hours. It could go three and a half. It didn't. I mean, there was no That's awesome. like we're gonna do this set and whatever. They just kept playing and they played straight for almost three hours, maybe a little over three hours. And they're like, they brought a kid up on stage and and you've seen the stuff on the YouTube where they they bring a guy up and he's and he's like really good at what he what I mean he's talented too. Um, I mean Dave Grohl, I just he seems like a guy you can hang out with and. Uh, he has that new album, that single that he did called Play, where he plays all the instruments on it yes. on the song. It's like 23 wow. minutes long. He's about as talented so the, as it gets right now. Yeah, it's, it's about so as talented as it gets. And this and the other one was, and this is, goes back uh, one of the one of the most surprising shows. Um, my cousin had tickets to Kid Rock at the New York State Fair. And he's like, "You want to go?" Oh. And we were we were in town. We were in from Chicago, and I'm like, "Well, what else am I going to do?" You know, my, they were going, and <laughs> we were only there for like a week. And we usually go to the New York State Fair anyway. So I'm like, yeah, we'll go. What literally one of the best shows I think I've ever seen. Just the energy that he brings out. And it sounded good. Um, he's he, he just, you know, one girl was holding up a sign and um he started to read it and he stopped and started chuckling. He's like, I can't say that there are kids here. You know what I mean? So uh, it was just um, you know, so it's just it was a really good show. And he just he he's he's an entertainer, you know. You just you felt entertained and he he gave like he gave everything that he had it, it with it with uh um with it with the show so it's kind of that that's that's where i, I mean there's a spot in 80 to it like i mean that's why we're well, going back to the timberlake thing that's why i think I, it was jason to your point it was the like it's so choreographed it's so set that there's no spot in 80 to it everything is everything has its place and and whatever and you go to like a foo fighters or even that kid rock house that i went to um it's just they're just going. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they feel like playing this song. I'm sure they have somewhat of a set. They kind of have to, but he'll stop and he'll he'll like he'll I'm talking to the crowd and um and then he'll he'll go off and he'll start playing something different and um I you know I just I love the Foo Fighters. I love Dave, I mean I, the band itself is just cool. Oh yeah. Um, 
you know, the, the whole thing that he did, you saw the Rick Astley thing on YouTube, right? I mean, where he invited Rick Astley onto the stage. <laughs> no, did he, did he, did he Rick roll? Did he Rick roll yeah, an entire? No, <laughs> seriously. So the, and I, I think I've said this on a different podcast is they were, they're at some festival in, in London or England or wherever, wherever they are. And they're in playing, um, never going to give you up as a warm up song. And Rick Astley walks by their fucking tent or their, their whatever. And they, and they pull him up on stage and they play um, Never Gonna Give You Up with him singing it. Gets, when you get a moment, go out to YouTube and watch it. It's awesome. I mean, the I dude mean, but, can still sing. Oh, dude, yeah, it's got a great voice. Um, but Are we talking about Dave Grohl or Rick Astley? Rick Astley. I mean, Grohl, I mean, Dave, Grohl's got a good, I mean, Grohl's got a decent does. voice. It's not, it's Tremendous. not, I mean, super powerful or anything like that, but he's got a good voice for, um, but he just, but that's that, but that's that spontaneity. If he had ran into Rick Astley in Nashville, he probably would have invited him up on stage to play. You know, what I mean, it's that type of you're gonna you're gonna get something that you didn't expect you're gonna get. I guess is the way. To, yeah. I guess that's the that piece I, of it. I like so. that. Yeah, I mean, and I've heard the same thing about Kid Rock. I've never been to a show, but I've heard, like you said, the energy is so good. You're going to have a good time at the show. You, even yeah. if you're not He's a like, fan of his music, you're gonna have a good time. Is what I've heard. And I, I mean, I like Kid Rock. I'm not like a massive fan, but you know, he's got a couple good songs that I, that I really like listen to. But he went into other things. But his his energy on stage, I mean, it, you can't ex, you can't not like it. Just it just you just absorb it. I mean, you just can't not. I mean, he's just giving everything he's got. So anyway, now, what about you, do you do you recall real quick on the Foo Fighters thing, Dave? Who do you remember who the opener was for that? Did you guys get there in time for the opener? Gary Clark Jr. Oh, how did you feel about that? I loved it. He's amazing. Gary Clark Jr. is awesome. And um, I saw him on, what was the, the album that the, they, they did a HBO thing on it too, where he, the album where they, re, he interviewed the, they went to different towns and they interviewed musicians in the town, but the interview notes are the lyrics and the songs. Okay. Um, the hell's nice. the name of this? What's the name that came in the album? But they were in Nashville and they interviewed, he interviewed Gary Clark Jr. So I had kind of knew who he was going into the, you know, they said with Gary Clark Jr. And he got up on stage and that guy's, that guy's awesome. I mean, he's and, just an oh, amazing, just amazing guitarist. Right? Yeah. Just super talented. I the was funny thing about, go ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, the, I was lucky enough to see him twice. I've seen him twice in my life. I've seen him at Lollapalooza both times, 2015 and 2019. And for a guy just to be, again, it gets back to that transcend. uh, uh, transcend, uh, transcendental experience, right? Where where you just yeah. you feel something, right? And mm-hmm. and the dude just so crazy talented that you can't not help but fall in love with that moment. You may not love the music, you may not go out and even buy an album, but for that forty five minutes to an hour and a half, you were absolutely locked in. Oh, uh, yeah. I I don't have any of his stuff, and but it was a it was you, exactly that. You're like I'm listening to this guy. He starts off, and you're like, okay, and you're like, damn, this guy's insanely talented i mean just and i think he actually came out during the foo fighters and played a song with them as well too that gets back to that spot in 80 piece you know i mean that's that you just you get into that you know no i I think absolutely you're dead on um so for me i think it's definitely something you both have touched on so for me it's it's like watching a funny comedy. You know, I want to get away from the monotonous of the daily grind, right? So I want to go. I want to. It starts, you know, before the show. I want no to. No dashboard for you. <laughs> right. That's a different kind of night. <laughs> exactly. Hey, if I need when a good I cry, want... 
I'm going. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm looking for some melancholy. I'm off to dashboard. <laughs> but, um, you know, so to me, it's about the whole experience. I want to pregame it. I want to have a good time before the show, just laughing, having a good time, maybe get a good buzz going. And I want everything you guys just talked about at the show. I want the spontaneity. I, I will always respect talent. So even if I don't like somebody's music or that type of music, um, I respect the hell out of talent. So, I mean... An example, right? We went to the national championship game for Ohio State in 2014, and Zach Brown band sure. played. So I wasn't a huge fan of those guys, but the guys put on a good show, and they were talented as hell. So I actually got into it. I'm not a country music fan at all, um, but I actually enjoyed Surprising. it. Surprising. Wait, this is country. down in this is down in Dallas, right? Yes. Yeah, that was um, a good time. So it was, it was, I, I enjoyed it. So, I mean, that's, to me, that's one of the most important things is I want to go, I want to, I, I like the spontaneity. I like a band who um, just is talented and just, just enjoys what they're doing. So, I, I mean, to me, that's one of the biggest things is I want to see those guys up there just having a blast. I love a good guitar riff too. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, to see somebody go up and just, you know, pound a good solo i just respect the hell out of it and for me for whatever reason it seems to make it a better show for me and then just having a good time at the show so yeah we talked about this a little bit i can listen to metal you know there's some metal stuff i like i couldn't go to a metal concert and punch a bunch of people in the face and come back and say i just had a blast i mean sure you know yeah it was great i beat the shit out of seven people you know but <laughs> you know that's not to me that's not fun like i'd rather it be in where everybody there is there to have a good time and is having a good time you know so you're meeting the people around you you guys are just you know whatever slapping five hugging grabbing ass whatever um but you're all there having a great time singing the songs that's to me like that's the height of being at a good concert that's fair. What's your what's your favorite? You talk about sing-alongs, man. That that made me think of some stuff. What anybody experienced just a really good like sing-along moment at a concert that made you go shit? That was a good time. Um, so I'll give you. There's probably one of the better concerts I've been to, but I'll give you another one because it was also extremely emotional. Um, I don't know it's probably four or five years ago. We went to Leonard Skinnerd, um, down in Cincinnati. Uh, I can't remember the name of the venue off the top of my head right now, but it's a solid place. Um, it's on the river there. Um, Riverbend. Riverbend. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a solid place to see a show. Um, so we were there, it was Leonard Skinnerd. So, um, but when my stepdad, um, one of his favorite songs was Simple Man. Um, so actually we played that at his funeral. Um, so that was, you know, just a pretty, you know, touching moment, you know, emotional moment, I guess is a better way to put it. But Obviously, everybody there knows the song Simple Man. Um, everybody's singing. Everybody's locking arms. You know, the people who were giving each other dirty looks in the beginning now are crying in each other's arms. Um, so it was just an awesome moment. Everybody's singing it. Everybody knew the words. Um, and then, of course, we had our own little emotional part. So um, to me, that was like one of those just sing along. That was awesome. It's awesome. What about you, Dave? You remember anything of that nature? You know, that's interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I think I go back to this is this will be this is way back. Um, I went and saw Bon Jovi at the Carrier Dome in Syracuse, and nice. it was just it was just after um, 
whatever that flight i want to say like flight 103 or whatever where they had all the there was it was shot down over like ireland or, or scotland or something like that and there was wow. a bunch of syracuse students on it um so he was he actually he they were doing singing never say goodbye which is obviously a sad song and, and as is it anyway um but he kind of like it was he brought all of that kind of up and then then they got into the song so the the whole i mean the carrier dome at that i mean that was their biggest album i mean i think at that point um what was it whatever that i can't think of the name of the album but is anyway new jersey? i mean there's 80 yeah be new jersey yeah. um that there was i mean there's 80,000 people in that in the carrier dome at this point i mean it's like it's packed floor to see i mean floor to ceiling um and uh everybody was singing the, i mean you could you couldn't hear the band because everybody was singing this was singing so um it was impressive very impressive. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it What's funny? What? Uh, not to take away from that moment. Uh, the last time I even saw or heard anything from Bon Jovi was on the ceiling of Fremont Street in Old Vegas. Uh, if you're familiar with that, are, are either of you guys familiar with Fremont and in, in that Old Vegas area? I am no, not. Like the... I've never been to Vegas. What? What? I know. I've never been there. Jesus, we're gonna take up a collection. Yeah. You, I... uh, Fred... Hey, I mean, you don't want to go now, but yeah, I mean, now's a bad time, Mike. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although I'm sure rates at certain places are way low, really, really low. <laughs> Actually, now that we think of it, a great time to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mike's like, wait, it's cheap. I'm in. <laughs> so, so in old Vegas, there is a uh, there there is a like a sky ceiling show. So what they've done, they've actually covered the street of the old Vegas Strip out in Fremont. And they have like a laser type of like broadcast show that they brought, like they, they, they post on this, on this, like this ceiling here where it's, it's obviously a visual show, but it's also a, a laser light music show. Very Vegas, right? Yeah. Uh, and it happens pretty much on the hour from say 10 PM on until, you know, people just dissipate and, and, and finish and just go about their merry way. But for the longest time, it was John Bon Jovi in uh, a medley of Bon Jovi, uh, uh, I'm sorry, songs, um, in which they 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 you know put up put visuals to. There was a concert footage, all kinds of stuff, man. So living on a prayer, indeed. Uh, well, I mean, you can't sing that song and not have the whole whole damn audience going. <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously. Absolutely. I mean, they play that at bars and people get involved. I mean, it just isn't. I mean, it's not even. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, sure. but even like Gen Z kids who, right? I mean, Bon Jovi was finished really, you know, being in their prime before those kids were even born, and those guys rock out to that song. Fair. I mean, I mean, think about it. Richie Sambora is one of the luckiest men of all time. Oh yeah, he's Period. done okay for himself. Oh my God, <laughs> that was a hell of a run he had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, 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 um. Who do you have, Locklear, and then who? Well, I mean, uh, do you need more? I mean, the woman looked. <laughs> well, like she was, yeah, there was somebody. Was, there was actually somebody after Locklear that was pretty. I think it was somebody before her too. I mean, the guy's yeah. done. I mean, you're right. Yeah. I mean, Heather Locklear and now was he's... the holy grail for multiple decades. Yeah, at, at, at I that mean, point. you think about someone. Well, not even just that point. Think about someone that stayed in their relative prime for as long as they could stay in it. Heather Locklear did not look bad, even up until like six years ago. I yeah. mean, things have kind of fallen off since, but there was like thirty year span where she looked the exact same. Good for her. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, last time I checked, she's he's um he was dating this Australian guitar player, um super cute, 
insanely talented. Like right. or, or or an Anthony or, 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 or yeah. Or, or yeah, something like that. Or an Anthony or, yes. or, or yeah. so funny yeah. story about her, her claim to fame, she was gonna be on Michael Jackson's reunion, like kind of come back to her more. He was doing that big thing down in Australia, New Zealand area. Where he had like a uh, oh I'm sorry sure. uh, yeah he was doing Absolutely. something down there but he was yep. also going to do something at the O2 uh, uh, in England yeah. and, um, yeah. and and he had that you know that was going to be his big comeback where he's going to do a series of shows and then of course he died in, in, during yeah. rehearsals for that um, and that was he she was the featured guitarist for his touring band and um, they they uh, was it I think I believe that they did that docu series uh, what this is it or something of that nature. Where he they did that they did the the, the movie yeah. the documentary yeah. of, of the making of that tour and that's yeah. her um, yeah. and yeah oh, that wow. chick's tremendous that oh, chick is yeah. phenomenal yeah looking and playing and guitar playing well yeah absolutely um, right <laughs> total package it's just like yeah it's the total package um, yeah she did a thing um, it was they were doing I saw it somewhere and I don't know where the hell it is I think it might have just saw it on YouTube but Mary J Blige was re, was redoing um, Stairway to Heaven, and um, it was like her doing the singing, and then had like Randy Jackson on bass, and um, I think Orin, I can't have it's Orin Thanny or something like that. It's Orianthi, I think. I don't know. Or, yeah, it's it's all jacked so up. So it's one. Yeah. yeah, it's all one word. <laughs> um, but she did the solo for. Um, there was two guitar players, but she did the solo for uh, Stairway to Heaven, and it was it was solid. I mean, it was spot on. Jim, like she was channeling Jimmy Page. That was like it was that good. Oh, I'm so. gonna have to check that. Look on YouTube. Is it? It's got to be out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just I think if you just do like Mary J. Blige, Stairway to Heaven, it'll you'll there's yeah. probably like thirty of them. Sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, lately, it, I mean, so we've got like be, we kind of covered best concert type. Like, sure. I, have we covered? Yeah, we covered best concert. Well, we covered yeah, more than like a sure, the moment. I mean, yeah, we could. Yeah, best. Yeah, we do the best moment. Um, what, what else? What I mean, from a concert perspective, what else? So what I mean, the, we, what we about could th- do. What was your favorite concert? And then, uh, honestly, I want to ask. I mean, Jason's been to you know one of the huge festivals many times. I'd like yep. to hear a little bit about uh, Lollapalooza because I would love to go. Never have. Sure. Um, so, what do you want to do first? We want to go into Lala, or do we want to talk about what was each of our our favorite concert? My, no, let's just go into Lala. I mean, because I think on some of the, t- I think we've probably, t- I mean, my favorite concert so far was has been Foo Fighters, and I just, I just kind of oh, gave okay. the whole thing on that. So, uh, unless it's something different than we've already spoken about, then, um, I mean, uh, mine, yeah, I mean, if, mine was, but we could, Jason, go ahead, no, go be, ahead, then. no, Jason's would be way more. It was, it was Dawkins. He, he already covered Dawkins, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's the, the Violet Festival. No, honestly, <laughs> it was, uh, it was Blessed uh, Union of Souls. Yeah, that was it. Uh, standing <laughs> at the edge of the earth. Um, <laughs> Please don't say dashboard confessional. No, I've never seen him. Never seen him. Um, no, it was Guns N' Roses, the the reunion tour. They played in Cincinnati. Um, they brought Stephen Adler on for a few songs. Uh, nice. Played drums. <laughs> uh, wait, was wait, hey, was Buckethead the guitarist for that show? Oh fuck yeah! Um, it, that was what made honestly Slash is what made it one of the the best. It's why it was my favorite show. He was incredible. Um, I, I mean, I would say probably in my lifetime he might be my favorite guitarist. Wow. Hmm. I mean, um, right. I mean, if I'm going to go way back in time, obviously, and then I'll start bringing in Jeff Beck and those guys. But I mean, if we're talking about from '80s on, I mean, Slash was incredible. 
Um, and that's, you know, I mean, Axel couldn't hit all the Axel notes. He still did really well. I mean, look, he wait, was he fat Axel at this yeah, time? Yeah, he was fat Axel. And but right. I think was, was, it, was it fat Axel and bad plastic surgery Axel or just fat? Oh, Axel? well, yeah, because the bad plastic surgery was what 10 15 years ago. So right. the show was like right. the show was like four years ago, maybe three. it was like Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, Axel was still very active on stage, they played the hits, so it's not like you know when the old bands are like, here are new stuff, and you're like, it's awful, you know, <laughs> like. Um, it wasn't any of that. Wait, you man. guys have a new stuff? <laughs> they played the hits. <laughs> like you could tell this was, and I think that was one of the, like, it was like show number three or four on that tour. So they didn't hate each other again yet. Um, <laughs> Duff got up and sang an old, uh, misfit song, um, attitude, which was awesome. Um, you know, he got up, played lead guitar for it and sang it. And then, like I said, slash was just, um, he would just go on these riffs for like five minutes. And it was incredible. I know, you know, my brother and I went and, uh, well, so my brother, my mom, my, my wife and I, and like, we're just in awe to be able to play a solo as long as he could. Like, you got to have fucking Popeye forearms, you know, <laughs> like he was just grinding and it was awesome. And it was just one of those. So back to also the entire atmosphere was great. So I think that's also what made it that good of a show was just, you know, great company. The people who were around us were all having a blast good seats everything about it was a great show so you're saying you admire slash's finger dexterity oh fuck yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> interesting <So> no, interesting <laughs> interesting tie into slash i have a buddy who lives in california his cousin or his aunt i don't know I think maybe his aunt um dated slash so way back in like when he had his peak like in the 80s like late 80s 80 mid 80s or whatever and he said I would go. They would go over to Slash's house and like, huh. um, and he's like, I'm playing pinball, and Slash has like a tiger underneath his pinball machine. So I mean, it was, and then, and, and, uh, but he's like, he, he's a cool dude. Whenever I and I'm like, are they still together? He's like, no, that ended like, <laughs> but, um, but that's my. That's I know a guy that knew had an aunt banged by Slash. So so she. I mean, too. how much tuberculosis does she have? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I did not. Maybe ask. Slash is a true. Maybe Slash is a true gentleman, and he raps that. You know what I mean? You don't That's know. That's true. Good point. That's he true. could be a true gentleman. You don't That's know. True. That. He, there's a private side to all these guys. Slash <laughs> could be a giver. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee gives oh, all he, the time. Yes, he, he, uh, very giving. Very he's giving. very giving. He gives it all. Driving the boat, honking the horn. <laughs> Do you think what that, like, the... for every guy that she's been with since, he's just giggling and just chuckling, like, ha! Oh, oh there, God, yeah. Done that. <laughs> Unless she's banging Ray J. I mean, <laughs> where's her career going? Um, uh, oh, and by the way, I did I did some, um, in the in the, in the the design of science, I did some research, and <laughs> he did not drive the boat. He only honked the horn, just in, as, as an FYI. Fair. There. Well, you had you to know, go look. You wouldn't want to. I had. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Mike was adamant that he drove the boat, and I'm like, I don't think he did. And he's like, Oh, yeah, he absolutely drove the boat. I'm like, I did some research and corrected that. You know, <laughs> made sure that we corrected that. And only honking the horn. 
Oh lord! Only for research. But he, sake, but he did it from the back of the boat, which is really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> what, what I didn't mention was he was sitting on the dock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Very impressive that one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think so there no, was my, a comedian who said, uh, "Like, yeah, well, mine never looked like that." <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm actually really glad because when I said buckethead, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, there was a time, right, where you know how it was Axl Rose as Guns N' Roses, but really didn't have anyone else in the band. Um, I, he had a guitarist. I was asked. There's a gentleman literally named Buckethead. He he wears a white mask, a la the Jabberwockies, and oh. he wears a KFC bucket on his head. That's why he's called Buckethead. Oh, and hell no, he, he was not there. <laughs> and he was he played the slash part. he played all the lead i mean he's a tremendous guitarist no one i mean i'm sure people now know especially with the internet what he looks like but that was kind of the aura and mystique of the bucket head there's this dude with a fucking like white mask and a kfc hat a bucket for a hat and he was playing some killer guitarists man so that's who axel actually partnered with when it was kind of that goofy version of guns and roses yeah uh and you know yeah he was kind of rolling solo Okay, so I was wrong. I thought you meant, I thought you were referring to Slash because of the top hat. Of course. I I realized that once you responded, but I'm actually very happy for you because I would prefer you have the real Slash as opposed to a guy in a mask with a chicken hat. So that was that was part of the gift, right? That was a birthday gift. And like I've liked Guns N' Roses since I was a little kid. You know, I was listening to them probably at an inappropriate too young of an age. Um, so... That was kind of the gift is like, hey, if they're they're all going to be there, like, let's do this. So, yeah, right. yeah I, w- I wouldn't have gone if, if it wasn't at least um, Axel Slash and Duff. Nice. Fair. Dig it. Stay tuned for episode. Actually, stay tuned for part two of Concerning Concerts as we dive a little bit more into Lollapalooza. <laughs>